Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Amanda Peck. Amanda, are you ready to do this? Yeah, let's go. Let's let's go. Amanda <laughs> is the director of Inside Sales at Independent Trust Company of America. They're a national leader in trust services on a mission to provide a space where families can be protected and cared for. I'm excited to have you on. Amanda, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on here with you. I've, I've listened to many of your, your podcasts and I really enjoy them. So I'm very excited. Um, I guess personal life, um, nothing super exciting or crazy. Um, I'm an avid outdoorsman. Um, I love dogs. I'm a, a proud dog mom of a two-year-old German shepherd and, you know, just living the best life here. Um, as far as what I do for work, I've I've been with Independent Trust Company for the last seven years, um, and really what I do there is help people. That's my my biggest thing is I get to help people every day um, in helping them understand the benefits of trust, um, helping them understand you know how how trust can benefit their life, whether they're currently benefiting from one or they're trying to plan for their future. Um, I know that a lot of people look at trust and they think, you know, you've got to have millions of dollars to to really benefit from them and the planning opportunity that comes with them. But you really don't. I mean, most, most trusts that we see are, you know, a million five, which doesn't sound, doesn't sound attainable to a lot of people, but I think more people are there than they realize. And, you know, just from personal experience, watching my family go through, uh, you know, a tragedy and watching my dad uh, try to manage, uh, you know, finances and try to figure out where everything was and, what to do with things during a grieving process is is heart-wrenching, but it's also a very real thing. And so I get to every day help people walk through a process that will help their families when that time comes not have to deal with all of the real life things, but they can actually focus on that person and go through that grieving process. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much what I get to do every day. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. And thanks. Thanks for listening to the show. I certainly appreciate that too. Um, so I, I think that you really did a great job of, of, of laying out. Um, there's certainly a lot of misconceptions about trust that, that people think that they are for super affluent people, but that, that a lot of the trusts are around $1.5 million. And that, 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 that even does sound like a lot of money, but when you factor in somebody's overall financial situation and family's overall financial situations, that's probably, that's probably pretty accessible by, by, by a lot of people. So I appreciate that. What are, what are some of the, some of the main benefits? What are some of the key reasons that, that, that people do or maybe ought to be considering trusts? So I think one of the big benefits is, especially as an individual, um, looking at, you know, kind of starting your planning process for whatever it is, financial, end of life, anything like that, it really creates a sense of um, organization around, you know, what what do you want to have happen after you pass? Where do you want your money to go? I mean, you've spent all of this, all your life building your wealth. Where do you want it to go? How do you want your family to be taken care of? Um, you know, how do, 
I mean, what do you want to have happen? We have some clients that are super charitable and they want to make sure that their money gets donated to a foundation or charities that they're really passionate about. They want to make sure, you know, that their children are taken care of, but are taken care of in a way that will still help them be productive people in life, you know, just be benefiting or be able to help them in specific instances. We have people that, you know, they have an individual in their life that, suffers from mental and physical disabilities and they want to make sure that they're taken care of. And so when we look at trust, we look at um, those aspects of it and how it can help facilitate making sure that those individuals have financial means, um, that goals are set up to help them reach certain things, that the overall planning uh, is something that you want after your life. Because if you just leave it with no plan, people are going to do what they're going to do. And as much as you would hope your family would know what your wishes are, I always feel like it's better to tell somebody, Hey, this is what I want. And this is how I want it done versus letting people assume this is what you want. And this is how you want it done. Yeah. That is a, that is a super dangerous thing right there that, that, yeah. that, that I want to circle back on. So sort of like just when people think about trust, they're like, well, that's, that, that's not for me, which, which, which we touched on. This notion of, of estate planning also seems like it's this very abstract, stuffy, weird process that, that you're sitting in a room full of attorneys or something like that. But that's not it. It's, and, and you can correct me where I'm sort of off, off track here, but it's more a function of exactly what you talked about. It's let's take a little bit of time and sit down and figure out what it is that you really want to see happen. Like, do you want to leave money to an organization of some kind of church, a religious group, a, a nonprofit? Do you want to give money to, 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 to kids? How much? Because you don't mm-hmm. want to outright give a child a million dollars when they're 18 years old. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a process similar to if you sit down with a financial advisor and they say, well, when do you want to purchase your first home? You know, do you want to save for your children's education? Uh, you know, when do you plan on retiring? Estate planning and trust planning falls in with that plan. You know, you can say, okay, well, I want to retire at this age and I want to make sure my children have educational funds. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm seeking the most of the tax benefits that are out there with charitable giving or other things. And, you know, I'm worried about this child and their spending habits. How can I make them from themselves? oftentimes, um, and make sure that, you know, what I want to leave them lasts for, you know, a period of time that I feel is appropriate. And that's where trust really play a part is making sure that what you're trying to leave your legacy basically, um, is there and is sustainable for your family members, for the charities, things like that. You know, oftentimes we say to clients, you know, the person that left you this money really loves you because they really thought about what you would need And a lot of times people, especially when they come to us, you know, they're a little bit miffed that they didn't get the money outright. (laughs) I had a conversation with them about like, this person loved you so much that they set this plan in place so that you would be taken care of beyond maybe the scope that you, you can see. Um, They, they, they look beyond you and the future and what they imagine your life to be. And they planned for it. Yeah, that's a. That is a really beautiful thing right there. I remember I heard years and years and years ago that that life insurance is one of the greatest love letters ever written. And this is certainly exactly (laughs) like that. 
<laughs> it's sort of a weird way to think about it, but but it's exactly the correct way to think about it because you do care enough about somebody else or something else to take the time to go through this process and take the expense to, 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 to go through it because it doesn't happen on its own. So it's funny and very human for people to show up um, at at independent trust company and say, oh, I've got to deal with this. Why didn't I just get the money? But they're just looking at it the wrong way, to your point. Yeah. And I mean, we also get clients that will come in and say, well, why didn't you know my mom or my dad appoint me? I could have I could have done this and it would have been, you know, it, I would have had more access. It would have been easier. And a lot of times we talk to clients about why their parents chose, you know, what we call a, a corporate trustee. And really it's to create, you know, a third party perspective to make sure that those wishes are being fulfilled. And I think a lot of times people, people that know about trusts, uh, they think it's just distributing money. Um, they think it's just, me as a trustee holding the money until sometimes I think it's just until I feel like it, but sometimes they think it's, you know, at a certain point they'll get everything, but there's so much more involved in it. And I think people don't realize, uh, you know, what exactly it is that we do, you know, with paying taxes and making sure you've accounted for every dime and making sure that distributions go out to the correct people at the right time. And just some of the legality that goes along with being a trustee that individuals, I, I mean, I don't think they realize the, the amount of work. And so oftentimes people will put a family member in there not thinking about it. And it's, it's a full-time job. I mean, that's, I mean, it's a job in and of itself and people don't always think about, oh, I'm going to name this person and not worry about it. But then they've got two full-time jobs they may be keeping and then they've got people that are upset. And so really having a third party in there to kind of help separate everything make sure the family is taken care of, but it also helps alleviate again, a lot of the, the day to day things when people are grieving for an individual that they've lost. Yeah. I think that that's really well said and probably often overlooked in, in, in talking about estate planning and this whole process, um, immensely challenging everything that you just laid out going through any kind of a transition in life that's where there's opportunities to make the biggest mistakes and oftentimes permanent mistakes and so mm -hmm. there's so much wisdom in in bringing in a third party who is objective and is professional and understands everything that needs to go along with it um, assuming that just from a from a very positive standpoint that people get through it like the flip side of that coin is I think that there's got to be a pretty good percentage of movies and TV shows that are around people trying to get money when uh, somebody passes away. So the negative side of humanity of, uh, of scarcity and people trying to get money when somebody dies, that's also a very real thing and trusts also protect that. Yeah, it's, it's a very real thing. And, you know, sometimes we'll start the planning process with somebody and they just say, you know, my kids would never do that. And we always, we always tell them we would, we would hope not, you know, <laughs> we would hope that, that wouldn't happen, but you don't know. And the minute, and it's sad to say, but the minute and you see money or people see money, sometimes they change their behaviors. And even if it's just a small amount, you know, it, it could, it could change their behavior and you want to be prepared for that. It's seeing beyond the scope. It's seeing past what that individual is right now and seeing into the future. 
and, you know, just kind of planning to make sure that they're taken care of in the way that you would want it to be done. And it's a really powerful tool uh, when people really look at it. And I think people look at it and think it's a very scary thing. Um, And death is so taboo. It's, it's something that we, we all don't want to talk about, or we actively try to avoid talking about it until you have to. Um, But it's, it's a powerful tool if you can really sit down and say, this is what I want had to have happen and to make sure your plan is in place before, you know, people pass. And I think with the events from last year, I mean, we saw all of these first responders and these teachers thinking about, you know, what happens to my family if, if I was to get sick and having a tool like this in their toolkit with their financial advisor to say, you know what, I have a plan in place if something were to happen to me so I can rest at peace in my day to day, knowing that my family set up to be taken care of regardless of if I'm there or not. Yeah. I think that that's really well said. Certainly there are many lessons to be taken from the pandemic and, and, and there continue to be, but certainly that, uh, that, that life is finite and time is finite. And, and this is something that, that, that we need to be talking about because it's not going to fix itself. So yes. I appreciate that. So let's just use me as a, you, you, let's just use me as an example, Amanda. I'm mm-hmm. 42 years old, I'm married, I've got two kids. Um, and, and I decide that I'm interested in, in going through this process. Kind of walk me through how much time it takes, the costs associated with it. So it really depends. Uh, you know, your trust document could be five pages or it could be 105 pages. It, it really depends on what you want to put in there. But we have clients that, that come in and say, you know, I want to set up an education trust specifically for my children and my grandchildren. I want to make sure that they get an education through a good school or trade school. And so they have specific provisions to say, you know, that they have to have a certain grade point average or they have to attend this many years in order to get the funds to do this. So it kind of depends on your goals. So generally what we do is we want to talk to the individual about goals, what their plan is. Um, And usually we're involving their financial advisor. Uh, We work exclusively with third party financial advisors to make sure that we understand the financial aspect of their lives as well as what their goals are for the future. Um, And then as far as cost, uh, you know, it really depends on, how much you're putting away, what kind of assets you're putting away. The price varies. Um, you know, if you're putting your home in there, uh, we have clients that have art collections and different types of what we'd call hard to value assets that don't sit on the market where they're, where they're traded. And so your price will vary with that. But I mean, getting a trust set up could be a couple thousand dollars with a trust in the state attorney, um, with, for a very simple trust, uh, or you could be, you know, five or 10, depending on how complicated you wanted to make it. Um, so I think it's more attainable than people think. And yeah, it's a cost up front. Um, but if you think about the savings that you could, you, your children will benefit from, from not having to worry about going through a probate process and a state process, as well as, you know, the potential fighting your children could have over things and the legal costs that could be associated later on in life. Uh, you know, you're really, you're really coming out ahead with what you pay to set up a trust. Yeah, I can. I have this visual in my mind of people walking out of 
or being done with the meeting when they know everything's complete and just the peace of mind, which is a term that I probably throw around too much, but such a real thing, just knowing that, that your affairs are in order and that whatever happens, it's, it's gonna, it's going to happen in a manner which is optimal versus suboptimal. Yeah. I don't think you can use that phrase too much. I think there is a lot of value in the, the feedback and the phrase the peace of mind I mean I don't think we think about it enough but I think when you have that moment where you just have a sigh of relief that you don't have to worry about anything I mean there's it's a priceless moment amen well Amanda the people are ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them you know my my tip for people is trust our vehicle for goals and I really don't think that you're ever too young to start planning um, I think this generation is a different generation and it's up and coming and it's more involved in finance than ever. And I think planning for the future, whether you're 20 or 60, um, is always valid. So I think you're never too young to start the planning process. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with the independent trust company of America? Uh, they can reach out to me uh, to um, itcoa.com or independenttrustcompany.com. Com- independent um, there's a contact page there that they can reach out to me, um, or they can reach out to me at uh, my email, uh, which is my first name, amanda.peck, uh, that's P as in Paul, E-C-K, at itcoa.com. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Amanda your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to itcoa.com. Shoot Amanda an email. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Amanda. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.